Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, dear YouTubers. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Dark Horror Diaries Podcast. On this show, we'll post daily stories that will make your spine tingle. We'll talk about Craigslist horror experiences, home alone, creepy neighborhood, and similar scary stories. Thanks for being with us and do subscribe since we're a new channel. I had an entertainment center advertised and a woman asked to come over to have a look at it. We set up a time and when the time came, she didn't show up. I texted her and a couple hours later he replied and asked if it was too late to come by. It was 10 p.m., but I said, Okay. She said she would be there in 10 minutes, but wasn't there 20 minutes later and I texted her again. 10 more minutes, she said, but she hadn't shown up by 11 p.m. So I texted again and said we would have to do it another day and she replied that she was just pulling up. I go to my front door and sure enough she is pulling into the driveway and there are about four or five other people in the car with her. They all get out and start walking towards the door, and I ask them what they are doing, and the woman says they all want to see the entertainment center. I tell her that only she can come in, and at that point, I wasn't sure I even wanted her to come in. She says she needs at least one other person's opinion. 
I say no, she gets indignant, and I ask her to leave, and she says that I am not being a very good Christian. I say I am fine with that and went in my house and locked all the doors, peeking out the window. One of the dudes who was with her is pissing at the end of my driveway, but then they get in the car and drive away. The whole thing was super bizarre. Roommate subleased his room without telling us. The three of us in the house were all around 22 years old. The guy that sub let the room was 36, unemployed, socially awkward, and pothead. Not that there is anything wrong with that. He would blare Metallica all day. He would just stay in the house, only leaving at odd hours. Really sketchy. Then one day my roommate noticed his guitar was missing. And then other guitar was missing. We confronted him. After about 20 minutes of bullshit excuses, he admitted he pawned them for the power bill and he wouldn't have rent for us. We called the police so we could report the stolen guitars, since you need to have a report to get anything from a pawn shop back. It turns out he already had a warrant out for his arrest for the same shit a town over. Anyway, the cops confronted him in our house while he was frantically trying to get all his stuff packed. He was coming down the stairs with all his luggage when the cops asked him to step outside. Right before he went outside to talk to the cops, he said, Don't take any of my shit in what I think was a joking manner. Either way, he was arrested and we put hit shit on the curb. Good times. This isn't a horror story at all, but the guy I sold a TV to a couple of years ago pretty much assumed that I was going to murder him and his boyfriend. I got the impression that he thought that I was going to scam him, so I offered drop the TV off at his house, and he could just PayPal me the money. He didn't want me knowing where he lived, so I offered to have him pick it up after my daughter's soccer game. Wouldn't do that either because he said I'd have too many of my people. So I then switched it to the parking lot of my town's grocery store at 3.30 p.m. Nope. He finally agreed to meet me in front of the town's police station with his boyfriend and two other guys only after he called an officer outside to witness the transaction. The cop told the guy he probably shouldn't be buying stuff on Craigslist anymore. The funny thing was that he brought so many people that the DV wouldn't fit in his car. I was new to a big city and decided I didn't need my car anymore. I listed my car for sale, a six-year-old Honda Accord. A normal, well-dressed man comes over to see it after a few phone calls about it. He's in his early 40s and his name is James. He's buying it for his daughter in college. I always have my guard up when dealing with strangers, but so far James is personable and seems legitimate. He test drives it with me in it. He does a thorough inspection. He negotiates the price with me for a while. He asks me to hold the car for two days so he can get the money and come pick it up. I agree, a two-day hold where I won't sell it to someone else. Two days later, James follows up and we meet again. Midday, normal neighborhood in an urban city. James and I test drive the car one more time. He gives me a Chase Bank cashier's check, which I said was fine. I tell him he needs to come to the bank with me to cash this check and to get the title notarized over to him. This is when he starts acting nervous. 
were pulled over on the side of my street discussing this. James in the driver's seat and me as the passenger. I figured if he was going to steal my car, he would have two days earlier. Now I'm fairly comfortable with him. He asked me to do one more car inspection with him, then we'd go to the bank. I agree, but I'm very set on doing the transaction at a bank, as we both get out to inspect the car again. He jumps back in and floors it as I try to get back in with him. He pulls away quicker than I can react, passenger door wide open. I tried to run after him and then realized I'm not as fast as a car. There are bystanders and I hysterically ask someone to call 911. One guy does. I had my phone, but my adrenaline was through the roof and didn't even think of it. As I'm on a stranger's phone with dispatch, an undercover cop car with two officers pulls out of an alley five feet from me. I wave them down and hysterically explain my story. They tell me to hop in the back of their car, which I do. I implore them to hurry and we can catch this guy he just drove off. I explain the car and plate and everything. They assure me that they will not go on a high-speed chase with me in the car, but will radio it in to all surrounding officers, which they do. The guy gets away and the officers drop me off at the police station to file a report. I file an insurance claim too, and I'm so mad at myself for letting this happen. I suppose it's better than if I was in the car with this guy, but I'm still mad. Of course, James Burner's cell phone doesn't work as soon as he had left. I go through insurance and their protocols to ensure I'm not committing fraud for about three months. The week I'm supposed to get paid, I get a call from police. They found my car. Three states over. James was working with a partner in crime. Don't remember his name. Let's call him Dickface. James stole the car and gave it to Dickface to sell so it wasn't traceable back to James and Dickface would have plausible deniability if he was ever questioned. Well, Dickface sold my car to an average Joe who actually did have a daughter in college who needed a car. The daughter tried to register her new car at the DMV and it came up as stolen. So the cops arranged for me, the average Joe and Dickface, whose contact info average Joe had as he paid him with a check and there was a paper trail, to meet with him at the station for a little chat. Dickface denies any involvement with James, but agrees to give us the money back that Average Joe paid him, if he can just leave without any problems. We all agree to this. Average Joe and I say his daughter can keep the car and I'll take the money from Dickface. So eventually I got paid for my car. But this experience sucked balls and was very stressful. Since then I have bought and sold cars on Craigslist again. So no lesson was learned. Except now I take a photo of the driver's license of all people I interact with at the start. Was moving out of an app that had washer and dryer hookups into one that did not. So I sold my washer and dryer. Ended up having separate buyers. Guy who bought the dryer was great. He was getting it for his daughter who was going to college. I helped him load it up in his truck. He gave me the payment and I never heard from him again. The guy who bought the washer was a different story. I got a text from him, asking if it was still available. We haggled the price, all normal stuff. We set a time, and I waited for him to get there. Now I only had one week left in the app, so I didn't care too much about random people coming to my home like I normally would. 
Pretty much all of my stuff was moved into my new place, but the internet wasn't turned on yet, so I was still just sleeping on an air mattress in the old one for the time being. He ended up being a few hours late and showed up in a truck that was used for transporting large glass panes like this. He had like five people with him all crammed onto the front bench seat of the truck. They loaded it onto the truck with it leaning at a 30 degree angle against the glass pane rack or whatever you would call it. He tried to haggle it down to a lower price, but I didn't budge. He left and I thought it was done. Later that night, I start getting texts from him about how it doesn't work and he wants his money back. I told him as it was written in the post that it was sold as is and was working. I assume he damaged it in the way he rigged it on his truck. Well, after a day, he starts calling me and cussing me out, texting death threats. And I have other random numbers calling me doing that same. Two nights after I sold it, I wake up at 3 a.m. with people banging on my door yelling. Luckily, I lived on the second floor with no easy access to the windows. I sat there for about 15 minutes while they continues to yell through the door. The next day I moved the rest of my stuff into my new app and never went back other than to turn the keys in. I still got call calls, texts from him on random numbers for two months over a $150 washer. I don't sell stuff on Craigslist anymore. My youngest brother sent me a text one day. He'd saved up. 700 and wanted a computer. I told him I know a subreddit we can go to. But no, he's found a guy on key with a machine. Says it's like a 1,000 machine for 600 want me to go with him to check it out. I can't. Schedule is packed. Guy basically says he can do a Skype call showing the CA working and I can peek inside the guts from the video call. So I do that. It looks good. Very high-end computer and everything is brand new with boxes for the components. I tell my little bro, who is 18, that it's all good if he can snatch it. Go for it. Well, about 8 p.m., I get a Skype message from the kill seller. I got your brother. I freeze. Blood runs cold and for a solid 20 seconds that felt like hours. I started running through how I was going to find this mother, F, and murder him with my bare hands for threatening to hurt my baby brother. Finally, he finishes typing his second message. He wanted to meet in Walmart parking lot. We met up, and I got out to shake his hand, and he just fainted. He's sitting in my sous vide. He woke up once and just passed right back out. So, I told my bro no because I had work. But obviously this needed to be handled. So I go out. I get out of my car and instantly see why my brother basically shit his pants. This dude steps around the SUV and is like nine feet tall, exaggerating seven foot and some change, and was so jacked I think he could beat up Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. I'm a little less paranoid than my brother, so I hold my hand out for a shake. We do so and he puts a giant hand on my shoulder and points inside the SUV. I can see my little brother sitting in the far back seat with his knees on his chest, like a puppy during a thunderstorm. I chat with the guy. He literally just tried to meet my brother to sell the computer, but he actually fainted in terror. He scooped him up and put him in the back seat to rest. It actually happened. So I open the door and pop my head in. 
little bro basically on the verge of tears. Explain the situation to him. He admits that he thought the Klaus seller was going to beat him up, steal his 800, and possibly touch his bum inappropriately. I laugh. The seller laughs. I chat with the guy for a bit as my brother is loading the stuff into his car. The guy said he bought computer parts yearly when they went on sale and always sold them for a profit for himself, but at a pretty low cost since he slowly built them over the year. Was actually a really great guy. Said my brother was the first person to ever pass out in fear. I mean, all's well that ends well, and I'm sure it was more scary from my brother's pov, but getting a message from a guy on Skype, I have your brother, is pretty damn scary to be honest. I've posted this before, but a guy I knew from college got a houseboy from Kiel trade rent for sex kind of deal. The houseboy was apparently not too stable, and after getting in a fight over money, managed to strangle the guy I knew to death with a phone cord, stole his car, and was later caught a few states over. I got GTA V for the PS3, but then got a PS4 about two weeks later since I got surprised by an extra large paycheck and had money to blow. So I decided to sell my S3 copy for $40. As soon as I put the listing up, I legit got a text not even 10 minutes later for a guy that wanted to meet in half an hour to pick it up. I wasn't busy, so I decided to do it. The guy was about 10 years older than me, incredibly skinny to the point of ribs practically showing through his shirt and had a tick. Anyway, I make the transaction and think. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM. 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. I think that's the end of it. Nope. On my drive home, texted me, wanting me to come over to his place and play it with him. I politely decline. He then goes on to text me a novel about his life story and his time serving in Afghanistan and his pets in depression. I felt bad for him, but still didn't want to go hang out with a stranger I meet on Craigslist. He then starts asking me when I'd be free to hang out and tries to make plans. I explain politely that I'm not really looking to make friends through Craigslist or anything. He tries calling me. I turn off my phone and go to sleep. I turn it back on in the morning and I've got 20-something missed calls and over 60 text messages from him, getting increasingly more angry, violent, and threatening as they went along. I installed an app to block his number and that solved it. But for a good week or two, I was afraid of accidentally running into him again. My husband made a fake account and then trolled the free dresser in that I made for almost a week. He kept asking me to smell it and describe the smell and silly things like that. By the time I figured out I was being trolled, he had asked if I could cut the dresser into more manageable pieces so it could fit onto his motorcycle. In 2012, I was trying to sell some video games on Craigslist and got plenty of normal emails inquiring about the condition of the games and stuff. Then I get an email that says, hey, and there's a goddamn dick pic attached to it. The body of the email was like, saw your ad for a jack-off partner. You like, 30 seconds later, I get another email that says, please delete. I'm sorry that was for someone else. Followed by, please, just delete it and pretend this never happened. I didn't reply to any of the emails, just blocked him immediately. My thought is he was probably browsing around on two different tabs and replied to mine on accident. Oh, Craigslist. We were selling a house on Craigslist and we started getting calls about it being for rent. Sure enough, there was a for-rent ad picturing our house and giving a phony realtor email address. I contacted the advertiser who claimed he was the owner away doing missionary work in Africa. He wanted me to wire the deposit. I played along with some back and fourth emeralds until he got suspicious and stopped communicating. We reported this fraud to Craigslist who responded by blocking our email address. Now, when we use Craigslist, we have to use a different email when placing aids. I went to look at a couch in a nice residential neighborhood. The poster was a doctor at a local hospital who said she had a shift, but I could work out a time with her husband, who would be home. So I called him. She had a beautiful accent, Persian, and was clearly fluent, but... English was not his strong suit. Still, we worked out a time. When I went over, he was very nice. A bit of a communication gap, but that's fine. I wish I spoke one. And a half languages, you know. The couch was actually a huge, multipiece, turquoise brocade thing. Much too big for my tiny space and too loud for my eyeballs to bear every day. 
beautiful in its own way, but not for me. So I thanked him for his time, told him it was too big for my studio, and his response was to confidently reach around and squeeze my ass. It was the way he did it that was weird. It didn't even seem sexual or anything. It was like he was just testing a melon for ripeness. I looked at him like he was nuts. He looked back at me like the situation was perfectly normal, and I turned and walked out the door without a word. I no longer go to El Meets on my own. Edit. You'll have a lot of furniture for sale. Edit 2. This is my highest rated comment on Reddit. Note to self. Butt stuff worthless internet points. I've shared this before, but people seem to get a kick out of it. Not much of a horror story, but my most interesting Craigslist sale. Was selling a 70s Buick for $1,500. I had a few calls, but no one super interested. Then I had a kid, maybe 21 call, and he really wanted the car. I told him $1,500, but I was willing to talk about it. He said, okay, I'll see you at 7 p.m. at this parking lot. I get there at 6, 50, and he never shows. 7.30, I call but no answer and I go home. At 9.45 that night, he calls me actually apologizing for not showing and asks if I can meet there now. Sure, I just want to get rid of this car leaking oil in my driveway. I get there at 10 and he still isn't there. I get ready to leave at 10. 15 and he rolls up in a Caprice Classic with giant rims on it. The driver gets out, two really skanky looking girls get out of the back and the kid buying the car gets out of the front. He opens the car, pops the hood, starts it, checks it all out. He takes it on a quick drive while I am standing with the two skanky girls and the driver. He comes back, hops out of the car and waves me to the car. Kid. I really want this man. This is awesome. Me. Okay, well, I would like $1,500, but what are you wanting to pay? Kid, I was only able to scrape together $1,300, but I've got a good deal for you. Give it to me for $1,250, and you can have her pointing to the skanky brunette. Or let's do this for $1,000, and you can have them both. Me. I turn and look at the girls. My guess is they are 16 and look like they do it right here in the parking lot. Yeah, I'll just take the $1,300 and you can get the car. Kid, what? You don't think they'd be good? Yeah, man, that pussy is tight enough to rip your dick off. $1,250 and you can have the blonde. Me, no thanks though. They do look like they'd be a good F.I., but I'll have to pass. Kid, all right, man, you don't know what you're missing. I'll give you a two-day window. If you want either of them, just give me a call. You can refund $50 or $300, and we can work it out. Me, enjoy the car, and thanks for the two days. He actually gave me $1,300 in cash, and $155 of it was in ones. But I did not call him back to get the girls. My wife would have probably frowned on that. I agreed to meet with this guy once to buy an Atari Jaguar. I'm a collector. I get to his house at the agreed time and there's no one there. I send him an email while hanging out in my car. 
and he says he had to get groceries, but will be back in a few minutes. I decide to sit on the hood of my car and wait. His neighbors walk outside and yell to me, Hey man, you waiting on Jamal for games or drugs? Oh, Jay just games? At this point, I kind of wanted to book it out of there, but he pulled up to the house right as I fumbled with my keys. In all, the guy was a little creepy and was a complete dick to his daughter. His wife seemed nice enough, though, got the Atari, and got the heck out of there. I saw an old Pioneer integrated amp I liked bundled with a couple other items that the guy wanted to trade for a laptop. I emailed, asking what he'd take in cash for it. He said make an offer, so I offered $100. Apparently, that insulted him, and we exchanged a few more angry emails, ending with me telling him something when you get a shit laptop with a jizz-stained keyboard. You'll wish you took my $100. To be fair... He was being a dick first. The next day, he is just the amp up for $150. Why didn't he just tell me he wanted $150? The thing is, I still wanted it, so I just made a new email and went up to meet him. I was naturally a little nervous, but he wasn't a bad guy, really. He had a lot of vintage audio equipment that he was trying to sell and was getting jerked around a lot. I love the amp, though. It was a great purchase. My parents gave away an old couch for free to a woman who lived on the fourth floor of an apartment building. She took it from them on one condition. She didn't want to carry it up the stairs, so she told my parents that she would pay them to bring it up for her. Being both a bit strapped for money and just generally nice people, they agreed. They bring up the couch while the woman watched, and when they asked for their payment, she asked them, Do you like roosters? Instead of giving them money... She handed them probably the creepiest carved wooden rooster I've ever seen. This thing looks like the abyss gazing back at you. Then, she ran back inside. The whole situation was so ridiculous that they weren't even particularly pissed and it's still in our house 13 years later. I love vintage and antique furniture. So when I moved into my first apartment, I didn't have much money, so used Craigslist, Gumtree a lot. I found this amazing vintage wooden trunk advertised and arranged to pick it up. On the phone, the seller sounded like a normal elderly lady, but I went with a friend to help carry it into my car. Turn up at her house and, and things appear quite normal. She's in her 60s and quite middle class and appears quite respectable. She shows me the trunk, and we agree on a price, and then offers to show me other furniture she has for sale in another room. I agree, so me and my friend walk into the room, and it's crazy. It's a treasure trove of bizarre junk. There are taxidermied animals everywhere, like stuffed kittens wearing outfits in these little globes. Just general weird shit. The lady then explains that she's selling it all for a older gentleman who doesn't know how to use the internet, explains that she's been widowed for 20 years and how he is her new friend, and then goes into extremely graphic detail on their sex life together. My friend and I just politely nod during her rambling, and she starts to describe the orgies she has had since retirement and her preference on sex toys, 
and asks if we would like to see them. At this point, I just kind of picked up the trunk and ran out of there. All I could think on the way home is that it must have been some sort of hidden camera prank, or she really was some sort of sex, crazed older lady. I was selling a motorcycle. The guy lived a few hours away and wanted to know a lot of information. So over the course of a couple of days, we emailed back and forth. He asked for pictures of this, pictures of that, details, etc. Then we spent another day negotiating a price via email. Finally, he made an acceptable offer and I emailed that it was good. Then I never heard from him again. Two days went by and I emailed asking when he wanted to come get it. His reply was, oh, I don't have that much money. Put a body kit up on CL and got contacted about a guy that lived about two hours away that wanted to come and buy it. I was working night shift at a bowling alley at the time. He called me about 6 p.m. on a Saturday night that he was almost in town to pick it up. I reminded him that we had not arranged a meeting place nor time. Also, I was at work for another eight hours, and the kit was 30 minutes away at my parents'. He then began to blow up my phone, bitching that he and his friend took off of work and rented a van to come pick it up. Sorry, bud. Not my fault. The closest I have was when I was selling a 97 Corvette on CLN in 2012. It was in good shape and mechanically sound. I knew what the car was worth and had it priced fairly at 15. I start getting hits from a guy who lives about an hour away about the car, and eventually he wants to see it. So we meet halfway in a Walmart parking lot. He leaves me the keys to his Denali and takes it for a spin with his wife, still manages to do a big burnout on his way out, which whatever, that's what those cars are for. He comes back and asks if I would take 14.5k. I say, sure. We plan to meet there again next week. I say I want a cashier's check and he should bring his license so we can do a bill of sales. I would be pulling the plates. Fast forward the next weekend. We meet up again. He says he wants another test drive before he pulls the trigger. I say go for it when he hands me the keys to his Denali and off he goes again. 20 minutes later, her rolls back up and says... I don't know, something feels off, can't put his finger on it. I ask what it is or could be, he says he just doesn't quite know. I ask him what he wants to do, and he offers me 12k. At that point, I laughed at him and throw him his keys and say, let me know if you change your mind as I hop back in my car. Then he stops me and says, no, I do want it. What about 13? At this point, I realize he either brought all the money or he isn't going to buy it, so I say, the 14.5 we agreed on or deals off. He pulls out a cashier's check for 12k and then gives me the other 2500 in cash. So he had planned such an attack. Oh well, turned out fine for me. It just bothers me people are always up for trying to weasel you out of money. 